When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judd's Hockey Show listeners, this is the hockey whisperer himself, Phil Mackey. And I want to talk real quick about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, here to help take your business to another level through risk management. Uh, they are basically like a, like a checking line to protect your top line players from risks and things on the horizon. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information and if you want to find out more information about the great people that have been around for a long time helping businesses. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Again, what we like is that he's, uh, he's, he's been a great teammate through it all, um, and he's done a lot of things. Defensively, um, verbally on the bench, um, penalty kill, just in in all areas of the game. And yes, it's one thing that to be on a heater, whatever you're individually scoring goals, but you still have to do a lot of things to uh, to allow your team to have success. And he's doing a lot of those as well. Welcome in Judd's hockey show. That, that of course was Wild Coach Dean Everson talking about none other than Declan Goff's favorite player in the whole wide world, a man he has a man crush on beyond belief, Kevin Fiala, as the Wild beats the Canucks last night. It's Zolged, uh, Declan Goff, and also joined by Ryan Brandel, Barstool Chief, the co-host of Redline Radio for Barstool Chicago, and and Chief, welcome in. And I want you to start off by saying. You're on because you guys came up with what I think is a great idea and most importantly, a great looking shirt of Ryan Hartman. Let's say this to put this as nicely as possible. Saluting Evander Kane to say you are number one to tell us about the shirt, about how it came up, how people can get it. And, and as importantly, where the proceeds are going to go. Yeah. So, you know, Chicago still has a tie to Ryan Hartman. You know, he's from here, local kid. I know him a little bit, played here. Love Hartsey, right? So great moment. Uh, perfect guy to get that gesture. And it obviously was a viral moment. And then we saw what he did with the donations. And we're like, you know, we can get involved with that too. You know, Barcelona has a big platform. Uh, we have Spit and Chicklets in-house is the biggest hockey podcast there is. Awesome. So took a cartoon image of that, texted it to, to Hartman to make sure he was cool with it. He liked the idea. Then, you know, I said, obviously we're going to donate whatever, you know, net proceeds we have to uh, um, Children's Minnesota. And that's the response has been incredible. So shout out to the, the people of the great state of Minnesota. I think we're, they're going to get a nice check. I think we're, we're five figures now. So I don't know what it'll end up being, but it'll be a, a, a nice donation for them. 
Awesome. And, and if, if uh, p- people want to, to still get, get one, how can they do so? How can they go about getting a shirt? Yeah, I, I've been tweeting it out. So it's uh, you know, Barstool Chief on Twitter and Instagram, but it's in our it's the Barstool Sports store. So store.barstoolsports.com. It should be on the first page there. Uh, but yeah, it's still for sale. We're going to keep it going. I don't know. I don't know how long it's, it's going to be relevant. We're going to keep it going for a while here and see how much we can raise. And it's like I said, I think we've, I think we've, we're right at about a thousand shirts, um, yep. you know, first 24 hours. So that's very good response and gotta love, gotta love those Minnesota nice people. Yeah. Uh, by the way, listeners, it's right in the YouTube comments too. So if you, you want to just click the link right there, you can get the shirt, uh, shirt as well. Uh, Chief, you said you obviously you knew Ryan Hartman. Yeah, he spent some years in Chicago. He's obviously a Chicago boy. Um, is there anything off the mic or, or anything you have yeah, had a fun interaction with Ryan Hartman? I'm curious if, if there's anything that's safe for podcasting or safe for, for, for video you can tell about Hartsey. I, I think the, the stuff that's off camera is not as inflammatory as the stuff he's done on the ice. Or he, told the guy, you know, he told the guy in Colorado he was going to kill him in the penalty box a couple of years ago in the playoffs. And then, uh, and then, you know, the finger to Evander. So he's a really nice, like, kind of quiet, mild-mannered guy. Then he flips a switch and turns into a crazy person on the ice. And I love that about him. I love it. So uh, I'll be pulling for Hartman in the in the playoffs. And, you know, I'm a Blackhawks fan, so I'd love you guys to make the conference finals turn that second-round pick into a first or flirt. So. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you get, guess what? So would Garen and yeah. fans here, man. Like, like that is the ultimate win-win. You, you get the first-round pick. Yep, and and because and that that deal that shocked me because the the parameters of that trade to me were fantastic, um, a first round pick, but I believe it that's attached to if if Flower wins four games in the first two rounds Correct. and they, they advance, Bill Guerin, Chief will walk that draft pick to your house and <laughs> drop it off on your doorstep if that if, if the Wild makes the run that is attached to the Blackhawks actually securing that pick. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I am a loser on the outside of the playoffs for like, I don't know, it feels like the seventh year in a row now for the Blackhawks, but I'll be, my, my brother has a job with the Florida Panthers. So I'm rooting for them in the East. And right. then, you know, I, I, I obviously like Hartman a lot and uh, would like that first round pick. So I'm rooting for the wild in the West. And that's, that's going to be my uh, rooting interest as we go through here this spring. Are you are you surprised, too, Chief, that like Hartman was obviously a first round pick in Chicago? Um, you know, kind of turned his game into a grinder and, and a nice little checking player. But now, like he's exploded as this number one center in Minnesota. Like you know, and playing with Kirill and, and, and Zuccarello certainly certainly helps. But are you surprised to see this dude go from hey maybe he was a flaming out as a first round pick and turning into a role player to now being the player that people probably project him to be when he was coming into the NHL? No, I mean no. He, I like. I'm not surprised. This is the player I always thought he was. His rookie year, he was awesome. He had 19 goals, and that was a, a team that you know had a really good regular season for the Blackhawks. And then the wheels kind of fell off the organization, like right after that. But it, and, and he had a shoulder injury. I know he had a wrist injury. Like he had some some little nagging things that he didn't necessarily. That he was kind of playing through that was hindering his game. And once he kind of you know, matured as a player, but also was actually healthy. He's blossomed into what we've seen in Minnesota the last couple of years and finding the right type of organization for him, an organization that believed in him, uh, gave him a long-term deal. I think that really helped his confidence too. And and he's become kind of a leader in that room. So I'm not like to this level, maybe a little bit, but I always thought he was, you know, going to be a very good middle six type guy 
and a, a type of guy that every playoff team with with major aspirations needs because he can score, he can hit, he's mean, he's tough, he'll block shots, he does everything, great teammate, so and a great guy. So like like that's what you need. I'm not surprised at all uh, that he's that he's you know turned into what you guys have. So as a sports fan here, mm-hmm. we usually disappoint, sometimes suck. But we disappoint. Like, like, like the Wolves' meltdown last night would, would be would be unfathomable in some towns. Like that would be like, oh my god, this you know the, something like this will not take place in our town for twenty more years. Here it's just like Wednesday night. Oh, we melted. I mean, it's just embarrassing. So here's my question: As a hockey fan, mm-hmm. the Blackhawks now, to to your point, have been down for quite some time. It's it turned into a a off the ice gong show too, which which is extremely unfortunate because it's a great franchise. But my question to you is this: You have rings now, like mm-hmm. they won cups. They were they went on a stretch of great hockey. Is it worth? the trade-off because i've always said i would take the championship or or in your case championships if it meant that you were going to be bad like we're always afraid of being bad so we're trying to you know be okay we're okay but you never win titles being okay now in retrospect going through what you've seen from your team for an extended period of time is it worth it because you did have the championship parades with, with that great silver chalice mm-hmm. being, uh, you know, Tays able to hold that sucker up? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a complicated question just because, look, at everything. every organization other than maybe the Patriots goes through like these peaks and valleys, and, and the Blackhawks certainly had an incredible peak. But the part that really stings is that it felt – like it, they haven't won a playoff series since that Stanley Cup in 2015. They're, they signed Taves and Kane to eight-year deals. They will not have won a playoff series for the entirety of those deals. So I am still, I am still angry at Stan Bowman. I cannot let it go that you know if if they cratered at a more appropriate time, like now, if it was ending now. But there's no reason why they should have been this bad for this long with that core. But it was self-inflicted wounds. It was, you know, the organization got bloated, too fat, complacent. Everybody wanted credit. Uh, they had a lot of issues. And then, obviously, all the off-the-ice stuff, like, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, you're not – laughingstock doesn't even begin to say it. So, it's like, this is an embarrassment. And um, so, yeah, like, we're, you can't, you know, what do they say, flags fly forever or whatever that expression right. is. And, and it, those those are some of the happiest moments. You know, I was at, got to go to a lot of those games with my dad. And, you know, I, I, I'm – very friendly, you know, good friend of mine, Scott Darling, was on the team in 15, so I got to do, like, all the cup parade and, you know, spray the champagne out of bars and, like, be with the guys on the party bus, all that. It was awesome. Can't take that away. It's burned in my mind forever. I'm still angry at Stan Bowman. <laughs> summer of 15, summer of 17, a myriad, including the uh, the pick they got back from Hartman originally. Uh, it, you know, when they traded him to Nashville, it wasted that one. They, they've been on the wrong end of, I don't know, a dozen trades in the last five, six, seven years. And it hurts that it ended prematurely because you know it's going to end. And we were, we were the bottom of the barrel franchise before this, um, that, that run. Yep. And it's like we're right back there. And it's like, wait a second. We were like, it was like a mirage. And now we're right back to being a joke. And, uh, and I, I really, it, it's worth it, but it still stings that it ended prematurely. 
Last one for me, Chief. Uh, you know, I made the mistake, Judd and I did, when we were doing preseason projections back in September, like, hey, who, who's going to make the playoffs and whatnot? I don't know why. I was sipping the Blackhawks Kool-Aid. I was like, you know I what? I think they're going to sneak in as one of these last wildcard teams. Hockey is already kind of a weird sport. Teams can pop back up. And then, obviously, the wheels came off the bus. But, like, Brink gets a stud for you guys. Like, obviously, like, he, he's a stud. I don't know that they ever put the wheels on the bus. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I took I took the apple and ran with it, right? But, like, I was looking at it and, like, all right, Debrinkit's obviously a stud and he had another great season this year. You know, I know Kirby Doc still hasn't figured it out, but, like, a third overall pick, even though Seth Jones, like, came crashing down to earth and that might be a, just an albatross for, for a little while. I thought Chicago was going to pop back up this year. How, how far away do you think they are, though, of, of returning to the playoffs and getting back to the contention of being one of the better teams in the West? Yeah, so I, I was with you, and people like to, you know, twist my words on Twitter, but I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, people are like, I thought you said the Blackhawks would be good. I'm like, no, I thought they would be average. I thought they would be at, like, perfectly, like, the 15th or 16th best team in the league. Like, right smack in that meaty part of the curve. Uh, I don't think the wheels have fallen off Seth Jones. I, I, that, he's still a very good player. He's a number one D. He's not headman, but he's probably a top 15 defenseman in the NHL. I think some of those... There's these analytic charts that don't hold favorably. He does one thing that he doesn't doesn't play well at his own blue line in transition. That's it. Like that's really the only like deficiency in his game. But he's a very good player. But yeah, like you would assume some development from Doc. I thought they would be a wild card or, or right there too. But there was always that boogeyman of uh, Jeremy Colleton, who was completely incompetent as a coach. And it was like, well, if everything goes right meaning you get development out of Doc, Reichel turns into something, Jones, I really like the the Jake McCabe signing in the offseason too. And it's like this could, you know, like this could be a team that could find their way back into the playoffs. And you get Taves back and the whole thing. And it's like, well, and and I would say within seven days of the season starting, three, four games, you knew it was going to be. <laughs> and then all the scandal stuff came out and then they fired Jeremy. And it's, you know, it was it, it was over before it started. Blues Wild first round. Who do you got? I I really like the Wild. I really do. I I've been kind of banging that drum all year. I think they got everything you need. You got a good mix of you know veterans like Zuccarello, young guys with Kirill and and Boldy. They got the goaltending. They got very very good defense, mobile defense. They're tough. The Blues like they're almost going to be like looking in the mirror for those two teams a little bit, and I think it's going to be a great series. But ultimately, I think. You know, I do think it'll be Flurry. I know Talbot's had a great year, but I don't know how you don't hand the keys to that guy if if Talbot gets a little shaky because you just know what Flurry's ceiling is, and I think that'll be the difference. I think Flurry gets puts him over the top. Ryan O'Reilly scares me. That's the one thing that scares. He's, he's so damn man. good, and there's he's no answer. Man. Yeah, right? like there's no answer. There's no there's no guy where you're like Minnesota's got this guy, and that guy is wired. I, I mean. I love guys like Taze in his prime who yep. are playoff studs. And you know what? They love this. They love the fact that the playoffs are months of being a pain in their ass, and they cut through all the BS. And that's, I can't wait. Oh, God, it's great. It's, it's going to be great. Oh, well, yeah, like Ryan O'Reilly doesn't get lumped into that uh, Bergeron, Taves category because he only has, you know, he. He's bounced around a lot. He had some some low moments in his career. He's an awesome player, and he, you're right. Like he's built for the playoffs. It reminds me a little bit of like Ryan Kessler back with the Canucks, and yes. a little bit like that, like that yes. kind of player. Like he's 
He's love big. That. He's keen. He's he's just he's awesome. Yeah, I would love to have a guy like that. I hate him. I hate the Blues more well, than. But that's anything. what makes it. Yeah, no, but that's what makes it great. Oh yeah, I love hating people. <laughs> I grew up a North Stars fan, and I freaking hated your Blackhawks. Al Secord, Larmer, yep. Savard. I hated the Murray freaking Bannerman when I was a kid. Broke my heart. North Stars were coming off a Stanley Cup Finals run, and yep. your Blackhawks beat them in the first round because Bannerman stood on his bleeping yep. head. Man, did I hate your team. Yeah, I always hear those stories from my dad because it was like, yeah, it was like a, a war between Minnesota and, oh. and the Blackhawks, and then it was like whoever won that was just going to get dusted by the Oilers. And that was kind of <laughs> that was true. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. school Chief, great stuff. Appreciate it. Great cause. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you again at some point. Soon. Yeah, man. That's fun, man. Yeah, Thank you. you. Guys, thanks for having me. Of course, I appreciate Steve. that. Thanks, thanks Chief. Too. All right, take care. We'll see, see you guys. Bye-bye. Barstool Chief, again, uh, I got to get a shirt too, Doug. Oh, yeah, we got to get one. By the way, I, th- I think we both can, both have to get those shirts because they are great. Where Ryan Hartman saluting Evander Cade. All, all right, uh, let's talk briefly about what uh, is transpiring now. Wild wins again last night. Full disclosure, I was at the Wolves game, and mm-hmm. so I've seen highlights. I did see – did you see the one that was circul- the circulating Dude. around Twitter of Boldy making the pass to Fiala and Goudreau? Are these guys the freaking Harlem Globetrotters now? I'm telling you, this is this is why I'm not. Con- this is why I'm not concerned about these two dudes not showing up in the playoffs. Those, these two dudes, as in Fiala, Boldy, Goudreau, that line, um, they're on fire right now. And look, there's still well yeah. a, a, a week, ten days or so before the playoffs here start. So that, that's still a long time. And I'm sure even as now, now that Blues Wild are cemented, but we're still fighting for home ice, there could be a situation, too, where, where star players get rested at on Game 82. We'll see what happens as, as the chips fall a little bit. But I, I, I truly think that that line's still going to be able to score. Because if the, if the opposing team's task is to shut down Kirill and Matz and, and Hartman, okay, that's a fine plan. Fiala and Boldy are still going to be able to beat you. On Goudreau, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it feels like Hartman plays his role on the Zuccarello Kaprizov line really, really well. But I mean, it's his role. Like he's not a sexy player. Right. He's never going to be, and that's fine. Um, and and you know, Matt and Kirill go back and forth and back and forth. And Hartman contributes and certainly collects some goals. So this is no criticism of Ryan Hartman. But here's my question: It feels like, and I didn't see this coming. So the, to be very clear, I'm not patting myself on the back one bit. It feels like Freddie Goudreau more and more has real legit talent at times. Like he is, I don't feel like he's playing as much of a, just a role as Hartman is. I feel like he's contributing at times and making plays. And I mean, this was a guy who I summarily, I think when the year started dismissed as a, as a Dean Bobo. Both of us. Um, Yeah. But, but am I right? But am I right in saying, I'm not trying to say he's a star. Okay. So hear me clearly, but, Am I right in saying that it feels like his skills, at least right now, are far superior to what we expected? Yeah, I, definitely, definitely. Look, he's not a flashy player. He just isn't. Like he's he's a fine, and and I think, I think hockey purists might agree here, and and a lot of scouts, and I would honestly love Garen's opinion on this too. He can skate. The dude can skate. So at the yeah, end of the day, can 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 he keep up? Like. Does he have the skill? Does he have the hands? Does he have the finishing ability? Not really. Like he, he it's not an albatross, but he doesn't have that next level, that Fiala, that Foley, that Kirill, that Mats, that 
even a Hartman has now kind of developed, right? Like they, he doesn't have that skill. Can he skate? Can he keep up? Can can he not make a mistake? And that's basically what he, he's in the middle there. And, and it's not to diminish what he's been able to do this season, because yes, you can make another case that he might be the best value in the NHL. I mean, he's just making one point two million on a one year deal. I I would assume he's going to get brought back for probably another team friendly deal. But he doesn't do anything, even like analytically. Like, there's nothing he does that's eye-opening. He's just a completely solid, average player across the board, and he can skate. And those skating things can be picked up beyond analytics. I I think you nailed it. I I think the fact that he can skate and has skills in that area make a difference. Uh, What did you make of Cam Talbot becoming the first goalie on this team in a long time, basically since the Flurry trade, uh, to start back-to-back games? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I, he's earned it, right? I, like he's definitely earned the right. Um, I don't know. Maybe, and my reckless speculation tells me too. When I when I saw that news yesterday, like, are they just trying to keep Flurry a little fresh, right? Like they don't want to risk running something out there. And I do find it weird, though. Judd Flower has, to my knowledge here, has not started against the Blues yet. Like they've played the Blues, I think, twice, three, three, three times. They played them three times since Flurry's been acquired, right? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. twice yeah. since then. But yeah, but in both starts, Talbot started every game. My, are are they doing that to not now? Granted, Mark Andre Fleury is thirty seven years old. Everyone in the bleeping with the Blackhawks, I bet. Yep, so like, everyone everyone knows who he is. But my, my 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 grand point is, I wonder if they're just saving that card, like that. I wonder if they're just saving that card to to not to not show their hands there. Yeah, I couldn't. I I know the cam got the shutout against. Montreal a couple nights back, and so I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it seemed odd to me that he got the start back to back, and I'm trying, like I'm trying to deduct, does that mean something or does it mean nothing? And he just got the start back to back because he did play well in in a game again in the second period of that game in Montreal. They they were absolutely terrible, so I am not sure. Uh, last thing, and I don't want to discuss it yet but put it in the notes that we need to do an entire show at some point soon on this. What is Kevin Fiala's worth now? Because I think this whole thing about, well, yeah, just get rid of Dumbo, which by the way, I said, again, I'm incriminating myself. Uh, I think that's out the window. I mean, this guy, this is incredible. Like he is. And it, and if this translates Dex to the playoffs, watch out. Like he's like this is no longer well he'll he might just take I mean this is what he's doing now is bordering on superstar yeah no it he's is he's a star in my opinion but yeah. it's bordering now like he's taking he is he's still not Kirill by any means but it feels like he's getting a hell of a lot closer than I gave him credit for being uh, two or three weeks ago when he is on he's he's damn good dude and and you're seeing he's been on for basically the last six weeks but. He, th- this is the problem that the the Wild put themselves in. Uh, th- they they literally said we're not going to negotiate a long term contract, or they weren't re- willing to play ball. And now he could potentially max out. Like, and if I'm Fiala, good for him, should. and he should, and he probably should, and he should. And so, he should. but like we're past the point of well, they got to do whatever they can, folks. It might not be possible. It, it that, that, <laughs> like, that's a good point. Like, like saying, well, just get rid of Dumba and Kulikov and you'll have the money. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. Okay, we're done. Uh, th- thanks to Barstool Chief. Great stuff. Buy a shirt, support the cause. And you know what? Who doesn't want a shirt with a guy 
flipping a guy off, right? Oh, I and can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry, Dex. Where where can people find, it, find that? Right, it's, below it's in the description in the, the in, the, in the YouTube comment you're section. Great. And if you're an audio person on the podcast, awesome. just go to our YouTube channel. It's in there. You'll see it. Awesome stuff. And the wild one again. So uh, why don't we hear from Billy Garrett? Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Virgie? Hard work and having fun. That. This is about winning. 